0: blog talk radio
1: hi everyone and welcome to sherry clip it's been a couple days since i've actually been able to do a show on sherry clip but that's okay we're here we're back and we have an exciting guest with us tonight we have daniel payton who is an author and he is with us right now so let's bring dan online how are you daniel
0: i'm doing great thank you
1: you're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, now, we've we've Brian and I have had you on the Brian and Sherry Show. You've filled in for, for me a couple times, and we get to see and hear from you often on the Brian and Sherry Show when we do the Facebook Live. So this is really exciting that I get to have you on the show tonight.
0: I'm glad to be here.
1: Now, Daniel, can you please tell our listeners who you are and what you're all about?
0: Okay. My name is obviously Daniel Payton. I am an author, had been for most of my life. Um, I've published several books, including a trilogy that's currently uh, in the process of coming out called Legacy of Dragon Wand. The second book just came out a few weeks ago. Um, I love writing fantasy, science fiction. I have, I, I've explored both genres in different angles. Um, right now I'm working on a a story for Rimo that's going to include a little bit of steampunk into the fantasy. So I'm just trying to put my feet in that water for a bit and seeing how it goes. So I, I love to write, and uh, I, I love hearing from readers. So
1: great. Now, Dan, how long have you been a writer for? Is this
0: well? I get I get two answers like... to that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I I, I have. As I said I always have, I have two answers for that. I started writing when I was in fourth grade. I had a teacher who encouraged wow. us to have free writing, and I I started writing poems and tongue twisters and just playing around during the free writing time. And then I wrote my first story, and it was a, it was a grand total of four pages long, but I was sure proud of that. And I read <laughs> it in front of the class, and and my teacher was like, "You you have a knack for this. You you can you can see the story." And so she told me, and so I just kept writing and uh, i I never stopped Uh, i wrote many things outside of school my friends thought i was crazy because i would write books well you know outside of the homework of writing and and all but my second answer is i did that for myself i wrote and a lot of what i wrote back then was considerably what would be called fan fiction because it was based on my my fandom of star trek and other stuff and so it wasn't in my own canon, my own storyline. It was just kind of adopting into others. Well, back in about 2007, um, my mother was like, why don't you just try something on your own? Try something of your own work. And I, I decided to give it a shot. And I wrote my first novel that was entirely me. I, didn't, I wasn't borrowing from anybody else's universe or anything. And so that's when I – and I actually published that novel. And uh, now there's a there's – a, kind of a bad story around that one but that's a whole another show but that's about 2007 is when I seriously began looking at myself as an author and focusing on how can I I make this a career make this my life's work and so as I I have two answers fourth grade and 2007 depending how you want to look at it.
1: Wow that 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 is amazing I mean to know even in fourth grade like you just like to write and make stories. It's incredible. I mean, I I, I never even thought of that till like I hit high school <laughs> about writing and just being that creative. But this is this is amazing. You've had it hasn't really been that long since you've been writing um, as, as in published work. Now, how many books do you have now that are actually published?
0: I have uh, right now. Um, I'm Top my head, I have five books. That are currently published, three books that were self-published. They're on the Kindle platform, and you know they're they are in print and all, but they're just self-published. But then I have I've got the trilogy coming out from Cosby Media, and they're, they're my contracted books. And I've got I've got the, that trilogy plus two more books already written and being published by them within this next year. So when I'm done, I'll have five books in Cosby Media and three that are self-published, and I've got a trunkload of stuff I've already written that I'm working on getting in, into the line of published in, within the next few years.
1: Wow. Well, I, I, I can just imagine your life. You're sitting there thinking of one book, and do you ever get turned to like something hits you about the other one, and you stop and you go and you start writing for the other one?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I don't really write on them. I mean, if I'm working on one, I'm really dedicated to that one story creation. But if I have an idea for a story, another one, and I'm in the process of the other one's editing, I'll stop and write notes down. And I'll have stacks of notes all over my computer desk <laughs> for different books and different things, and, and I'll have to sort through them every so often and go, okay, that's right, that's right. I said that three weeks ago for this. I need to make sure and get that written in. So yeah, I I, I do and I, I'm I'm a note taker, and I, for people know me having paper with me all the time. I I don't write notes on my my smartphone or tablet or computer when I'm out. I have paper, and I have stacks of scraps of paper of every which description you can imagine. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm that, the best kind of recycler. Yep.
1: Right, <laughs> that that's amazing, and I I couldn't I couldn't imagine writing it on like one of the new on a computer and then something happened to the computer and you've lost it all or something that would be horrible
0: well <laughs> so yes, i'm glad you're uh, writing
1: it down on paper
0: <laughs> i i've i've figured out ways to protect my work from the evil demons known as computers i i don't get me wrong computers are a great benefit and they've they've been wonderful but just like last year i started working on a book and i got uh, Two thirds the way through this novel, and it was it was going along. I was liking it. I had great ideas for it, but I write with a very loose um, outline that I've created. But mostly, it's by seeing my pants. I'm a pantser in the writing world. I just I sit down and I create, and I know where the characters are going to get to, but getting there is all in the moment of writing. And this book was very much a pantsed book, and all of a sudden, my computer decided it wanted to update everything, including my Word program. And it did. When I went to find my book, my book had been eaten. There was nothing left of it except, like, the first two pages. And I spent two months hunting for it. And unfortunately, the downfall of being a pantser is that I don't have the ability to go, well, I'll just rewrite it, because the moment of that creation is where the journey takes me. You can't just go back and Re-experience that moment,
1: right? Oh my goodness, that's so devastating. <laughs> I just yes. I can't even yes. imagine.
0: It was heartbreaking, and I've moved. I've moved past it. I, I had my my bad thoughts about Microsoft, and then I I got happier and moved on. And
1: moved on. That's good. That's good. Now, do you? do you write now on the computer when you're writing your books and just notes on paper, or do you sit and write like in a notebook or something?
0: I write, I type. So yes, I work on a computer for <laughs> uh, mostly. I write my notes down on paper. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's uh that's where I, I go with it. But the thing is, I write so fast. I'm, I'm in a really, really fast typist. Um, uh-oh. I can't remember my last measurement, but it was close to 300 words a minute. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. And, and I, I, when I write with pencil or pen on paper, I want to get that fast, and my mind is working that speed as I'm creating. And so if I write like that, my hand starts cramping really quick. <laughs> and so right. it gets to hurting
1: bad. Wow. Well, that, that is such a plus a benefit when you can type as fast as you can think almost
0: <laughs>
1: yeah
0: i when i was ahead. working for one place they had older computer systems and their processors were definitely ancient and i would be the one to put in the daily information and it was all just straight up typing they had me doing it cuz i was i was such a fast typer and i'm i'm pretty accurate i don't have a lot of mistakes I was going so fast that I would finish all the daily work, sit back, and wait 15 minutes while the computer caught up with me.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, just you can come over yeah. to my house anytime. I got a bunch of stuff to write up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that's a huge talent, and you're talented in so many ways—creative thinking. I mean, just the writing. And spelling and being able to type like that—it's just, it's just amazing. It, I, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I, I type. I have to look. That's how horrible I am. So that's why I'm so impressed by how fast you can do it. I literally have to look at the keyboard when I type.
0: <laughs> well,
1: I, I, guess I, I credit. Never practiced enough.
0: I credit a teacher in high school, who I met uh, when I was there, and I and. I've typed just like that. I was a stare at the keyboard type of a writer when I was a kid working on my first computer's writing. And when I got into high school, uh, teachers suggested I take as an elective. At that point, it was now an elective. You didn't have to have it. And wow. she said, I told her, well, I'm I'm rotten at this. I'm terrible. I I'm probably won't do any good. I don't want to do this. And she said, I can teach anybody. Just give it a try. And she kept pushing. So I thought, hmm. well, I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. So I sat there. And over the course of the one, half a semester class that it was, I learned typing. And that was that was the only time I ever took any kind of typing class. And by the time I was done, I was just – I was blowing everybody away with the word speed I was able to achieve. And to this day, I know she was the one who really got me there because she didn't give up on me. I was, I was stubborn at first. I was set in my mind, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail. And she said, no, you're going to succeed, and I'm going to make it. <laughs> so –
1: Wow, you know, it's, it's pretty like great that. the teachers you pass. Yeah, that's I, I, what I'm saying, like, you, I wish there's more teachers like that to, to be so motivational and have, you know, such a positive outlook on you. We really need more teachers like that. Now, Dan, tell me a little bit, what what gets you into choosing fantasy? Is you just enjoy that? Or did something inspire you?
0: Well, yeah, I enjoy it. I was inspired by my rate, by how I was raised. My mother is an avid fantasy, science fiction fan. I was taken to see Star Trek movies before I was even in school. Um, we we read uh, in, aloud as a family. My brother, myself, and my mother would sit and we read aloud The Hobbit. Uh, we watched fantasy. I, I grew up loving Our Dreamer, Genie, Bewitched. I watched. The Merlin, which was the, the Hallmark production. Um, if it was fantasy, I just I clung to it. I wanted it. And so I jumped right at it. And I guess it was just it was something that was always part of me, and, and science fiction. I, I grew up a Trekkie, and I, that was instilled in me by a Trekkie known as my mother. So mm-hmm. I, I both both avenues was was put into me, but I love it. I absolutely, I always wanted to create stories that was my imagination. You know, and Again, I had a teacher show me that I can take what's in my mind and put it down on paper.
1: That's awesome. Now, I know this might be a silly question, but are you an only child?
0: No, no, I have an older brother.
1: Now, is he into writing and stuff too, just wondering?
0: No, uh, my brother is, uh, he's creative in his own ways. Um, he was he was an artist before I was, Um he he was great, really good at pencil drawing and and art, and he does painting. Um, mostly, he he does really good with painting miniatures and models and stuff like that. But he never, as far as I've ever known, really delved into story writing. That uh, that's in me.
1: Right. No. No. Dan, you you have a huge other side of talent as well. I mean, you you draw your you draw. You can really draw really well, and you, some of your work is also in your stories, right?
0: Yes. Uh, now, the first Dragon One book does not contain any of my art, but the second and third will. And I do. I've just self-taught all of being able to draw. I, oh. uh About 15 years ago, I was writing on my Star Trek stories, I've my fan fictions. And I had characters, an alien race that I really loved, but they were my own creation, and I wanted to see them. And so I decided to give it a go. And again, it was my mother who encouraged me because she said, why don't you just draw them? So I did. And I, to this day, I don't have the original drawings I did. They were absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they were, They were not good, but they were the step, the first step. And I wanted to get better, mm-hmm. so I kept practicing. I I actually have art history books. My mother has a, she she has a, a degree in art history. That's where one of the things I fell in love with as a young kid was Michelangelo, and I I have mm-hmm. books that we have detailed information about how he did his art, and I looked at those, and it actually inspired me to to figure out how to draw the human figure, and. I just practiced and, practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced, and I am today where I am because of a lot of practice.
1: And right. Yeah, I I so, can't even believe that you didn't go to school for that because I've seen a lot of your work and it really you're you're very very good.
0: Well, thank you. A lot of yeah, it's, talent.
1: You're welcome.
0: I mean, I did I did pick up books. I've I've got different instructional art books that I've pick up over the years to look at techniques and styles and suggestions. I'm not going to claim I just brilliantly figured it out myself, but i I relied on other people who wrote, wrote it down and showed their process, and then I took their process and adopted parts into mine and you know that's how you that's how you learn you know you you go and you start seeking out people who already know it
1: right that's great, and like you said, practice makes perfect, <laughs> and yes. after all those practicing you you surely are doing good. <laughs> Um, yes. Tell us a little bit about your new book that came out, would you?
0: Absolutely. The uh, Legacy of Dragon Wand is, as I said, a trilogy. The first book, you begin with meeting Marcus of the Valley, who is a young wizard who wants to go to school. And in Galanor, you have, when you turn 16, you have the choice of where you apprentice to. You go to school, you find a, a place you go to. His family wanted him to be farmer, like they are, but he wants he knows he's a wizard, and he wants to go to school for that. But things take a weird turn when he meets a wizard, because he needs one to, to get a letter to go to school, and this wizard says, I need you to find the last dragon wand. And when Marcus takes this quest, he discovers that all the other wizards in Galador have been imprisoned, and there is a lot of intrigue and reason behind that. And he becomes basically a fugitive instantly because he's seeking the dragon wand and so was the king and his head wizard who aren't exactly good people. Well, the second book picks up right where the group, the people, the people he's gathered to help him, are trying to escape the city of Stillwater on their way to find the dragon wand. And they're caught in Stillwater and the bad guys are just about to get him. So the second book... Helps you see where they go from there. And in the second book, it, they, the characters grow. They leave the comfort of society and have to transverse the barren mountains. And they discover enemies, allies, different people. And it's a it's a battle to find the dragon citadel. And there's a lot you learn about the dragons and about Marcus. And you begin to understand what the title of the book means legacy of dragon wand the title is very important but you do not know that when you read the first book the second book begins to give you the understanding what the legacy is
1: wow so you definitely recommend reading the first book first and then yes. it kind of leads into the second one okay
0: yes it is it is I, the trilogy is one solid running saga it is not independent huh? stories they are. it's one solid story and you do need the first to understand the second, and the second to get into the third.
1: Great. Great. So there, there'll just be three of these. That's it on that?
0: Yes. This this series, beginning, middle, and end, is the, the trilogy. Um, I have been encouraged and requested to continue writing the stories about Marcus and his friends and what happens next. I do hint at a few things in this trilogy about what could happen, what what might happen next, but the story you're following, the stories that you're following in this trilogy come to a conclusion by the end of it. The next and I've already written the first of a series for the next phase of what the sto- of their story goes, but it's it's a new story about them and the continuation of their lives in Galinor and all that.
1: Right. No, I've read in some of your posts, is this what you were talking about in your posts on Facebook that you were writing the third? Part two, I meant to ask you that.
0: Are uh, you talking about the ones with about Nano
1: Yeah.
0: The date? Uh, no, um, I, I was going to write on the okay. follow-up, the, the next series of Dragon Wand stories using National Novel Writing Month, which is November. But I got into a whole different fantasy story that I just started writing back in October. And I I wanted to keep it going. As I said, as being a pantser, when you start a story, you're in it. I'm part of that world. I'm thinking about it all the time. I'm with those characters. So I've kind of set aside the follow-up stories for Dragon One, and I'm working on this one. And when I get the end of November, I wow. plan on it being finished, and then I'll step back over to Dragon One and work on it.
1: <laughs> wow. It, it's, you're just an amazing person. I, I don't know how you can do that much thinking. <laughs> And just going between two different books is what I mean. And just, that's pretty cool. Well,
0: as an an author, especially um, fiction, fantasy especially, fantasy and science fiction have the unique ability to be their own world. Um, When you write fiction that's set in our world, you're constrained a little bit. And you have to use those constraints of being in the real world to write. In fantasy and science fiction, you have the world. The entire world is wrapped around you, and you, ha- you have the godlike ability to say what happens and what doesn't happen. So when I step back into writing Dragonwand, I step back into Galenor, and I'm, I'm the narrator of their world. I follow them. I tell their story. I go over their places, and wherever they're going, I create. Wherever they come to, I create. What they see, I create. You know, if you're writing a story about mm-hmm. someone going into New York, you really kind of need to go and study New York to understand, well, okay, this is where this street is, that's where this park is, could, because someone's going to read your stuff, and if you get it totally wrong, they're going to say, uh, no, Central Park isn't that tiny little thing you wrote about. It's big. <laughs> no, those buildings right? are a lot taller than you. You know, my story might be whatever I want it to be. So when I go from when I go from the book I'm writing now, which is called The Apprentice Prophecy, which is the NaNoWriMo book, when I step out of that world back into Galenor, I'm going to meet the characters again, begin to pick up where we left off. It's like meeting your friends you haven't seen in six weeks. You know, really good friends. You just pick up where you left off.
1: Right. And like you can, and how you come out with personalities of other people in your stories. That's pretty amazing too to me. Like I've like never that. sat to write anything, obviously, but. Do you see yourself in any of your characters, or do you resemble uh,
0: any of uh, them? Uh, in, in the Dragon One series, I would say no. Um, bits and pieces of my personality, yeah, because I'm writing it, and it's going to be me in there. My opinions, my view, um, to a degree. Um, one of the challenges of being an author is when you're writing about a character who might have a, an opinion, a viewpoint, a way of processing things that's contrary to what you are, you have to set yourself aside and put, your, put yourself in their shoes and go that direction. Um, authors, fiction authors especially, are incredibly good studies of people because I need to know how others think. I can't just rely on how I think. And you'll read some authors who are unfortunately trapped by their own personality and all of the characters seem alike because they're all the author they're all that person's viewpoint, <laughs> and you really can't do that. you've got to have other people's way of thinking, and sometimes that that can be the greatest thing because then you can once you step step in their shoes, your whole mind starts thinking like them, and you can really. Just engross yourself with that of that viewpoint, and then you step out of there and the other person you're talking to, and you get a whole different world you are talking about. Wow. A really, really good wow, example. Wow, that is so
1: neat to actually hear you say that.
0: Yeah. I would. I would say really. Whenever good example you meet somebody new,
1: this is like a gift to you. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Oh yes, I I would say for me a really Go good ahead. example is cur- currently what I'm writing in my Apprentice Prophecy, that there's three characters that you're going to follow. And the main character is um, not naive. He's just, he's very gentle in his spirit. He's a strong, adventurous type of person, but he's he's also, he's a very kind person. He meets someone who's sarcastic, kind of rude, comical, but desperately needs help. And so... You have, I have that personality, which kind of clashes with his, but they also need to find a way to meld. And then they meet a person who doesn't hardly speak their language, who's very naive of anything outside of her own little world where she comes from, and the the sarcastic person has an immediate dislike of her. So in my trio, so they end up, you know, having to work together, I have to, to put myself in the mindset of a person who doesn't like one of them and, and is, has, always has a, narky comment about everything. I have to remind in the person who is fearful but eager to learn, and I have to also my, myself in the mindset of someone who's gentle but has to be strong because the other two are constantly bickering. You know, and sometimes flipping back between them can be a little confusing.
1: Wow, that's amazing. I, I there's no way I think I could write anything <laughs> between different people and conflicts, and that, that's definitely amazing that you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is well, just great. like
0: the art, it now, takes practice.
1: Uh huh. Right. And you've been doing it for a while now, so this is, you know, what you're doing. And to be able to write as fast as you're thinking and type it, get it all down. That's, I, I, I would just want to jump into your mind for like an hour. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can handle more, but for like an hour and just really look into your mind and see all these things happening or, or better yet they, they need to make a movie of your three your trilogies here that's that i think would yeah. be amazing
0: i'll say if you want to really Do you ever picture
1: yourself ex- go ahead
0: hmm? if you want to experience the creative process that oh the, go ahead i'm sorry Ma- you're breaking up i'm sorry am i there
1: yep yeah. you're just breaking up a little bit go ahead
0: Okay. If you want to experience the creative process that an author goes through, just sit down and talk to them. Um, I, my, I have friends. I have people uh, that are my soundboards, and when I'm working on a story, when I get to a scene or something that's really just bugging me, I can't get it, I'll, I'll talk to them. And the funny thing is and they understand this, and I know what I'm doing… I can't help it, I go to them with the intention of saying, I'm going to ask your opinion, now tell me what you think, or give me your ideas, but then I'll spend the whole time talking. I hardly let them talk because I'm like, okay, yeah, wait, no, 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 this will work, and <laughs> if, if I do that, yeah, that will work. And, and for some reason, by standing and talking to them, it then ties itself, the knots come loose. But if I'm sitting by myself doing it, those knots just tighten. And they just sit there and smile at me like, uh-huh. He's figuring it out. Okay. And I get down going, oh, I'm sorry. Well, okay. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We understand. So if you really want to jump into my mind, just, just sit in front of me when I need to work out a problem in a book, and you'll see exactly what my mind goes through.
1: That is awesome. And, Dan, we have about two minutes left of the show. I seriously hope someday I get an hour show this way. i will, I, I got to have you back on. There's just so much I know you still want to say. And so so many other questions I could be asking you, and I apologize we only have a half an hour on this one, and we're already down to like a minute and thirty seconds. But is there anything you want to say or share with our live audience to where they can find your books and whatever else?
0: Okay. Yes. I go to Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Go to Barnes and Noble, Ask about my books. Um, you can find the Legacy of Dragon Dragonwand series in print or ebook, and now audiobook. Um, my other books, the Crystal Needle series, Wisdom Springs, uh, you can find those solely online, um, as Christmas arrives, if you have children who love reading fantasy, anything like Aragon, Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, stuff like that, um, then pick up Legacy of Dragon One, it's a young adult book that has a, uh, it's a clean story, but it's a great adventure, lots of fun, lots of excitement, and, uh, I hope you, if you do pick it up, read it, and please, please leave a review.
1: That's awesome. Definitely. I totally have to check out all your books, definitely on Amazon. And I just want to say, Dan, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. And if anyone has any questions, I'm going to send them your way, okay?
0: All right. I'll be glad to answer them.
1: Okay, great. And I hope we can talk to you later. If, if you're going to join us on Brian and Sherry's show. <laughs> uh,
0: are we have a show tonight?
1: <laughs> we do. <laughs> if not, we'll catch you next time. But anyhow, everyone, thank you so much for listening tonight. We'll check you next time right here on Sherry Clip. Daniel, have yourself a great night, and thanks again.
0: All right. Thank you. Have a night. good night.
1: Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye.